Okay. Three, two, one. You're listening to PlayStation Unchained. Hello and welcome to episode 110 of PlayStation Unchained. I've got some bad news, folks. I am, in fact, the host for the week. Yes, those are, in fact, screams of terror you can hear in the background. Uh, Mike cannot make it tonight because he is out with his friends. Car friends! Friends! Car friends! And Neil is busy, probably, with the baby or something. Um, so, yeah. But we have our wonderful guest this week. As usual, we have um, Varsh. Hello. Hey. How are you doing this week? Um, I'm doing fine, really. I think. Yeah. Have you Have you been playing much this week? Uh, I've been, been playing, playing a lot of games. Yeah, I've been playing a silly amount of games, really. But most of them have been beta or a few copies. So. Ah. Yeah. Any Any games you can spoil us with? Um. Well, Black Desert would be one of them, so that'd be interesting. But foul play is one of them which I will be able to as well so that's already released so that's okay. no problem well we'll fire away with all that information what now? yeah go go oh, okay yeah so um, okay so the first one is foul play and if you haven't seen or played about it already you play as an antagonist and his friend who needs to um basically save his father i think it is or basically at the end of each play they drop like certain things which is to do with his missing father and it's basically a beat-em-up and it's set on a stage so like a play and kind of each time you actually go th- yeah, yeah each time you go cool. through the play you have the curtains closed and you have all these people like dressed up in costumes pretending to actually be the enemies and everything you just beat them up and go through and it's just really well done so if they like die or pretend to die they just deliberately lay flat and if they're still on the screen when they're moving to the next scene you just see them crawl off and things like that it's just, the aesthetics just absolutely amazing sounds pretty cool yeah, it's a really good fun game, but it can only be played in like short doses. It's one of those kind of games, which is a bit of a shame, really. But uh, yeah, uh, the game is great. It's, it's just mainly for that particular problem, really. Um, then there's Black Desert Online, which it, it is a PC game, but oh my god. Goodness gracious me, uh, there's so much to it that I would probably need a few podcasts to explain everything, but <laughs> <laughs> in simple terms, it is, oh, it, it's an MMO where the story is you have a kind of a black spirit which has taken over your body, so to speak, or it kind of like it brought you back to life because you died in some sort of war. Dark Souls, the MMO. Yeah, it kind of sounds a little bit similar to that. So you're brought back and you have no recollection of anything. You've got missing memories and you just kind of walk around thinking, oh, um, was this what I did? I don't know. Then suddenly you get a weapon and you just and because you actually choose your class, obviously, like every other MMO, uh, I started off with a Falkyrie, so I've got a shield and sword and some fantastic sets of moves. And the kind of the shadowy spirit kind of goes, oh, so this is what you were like in your former life. You must have been doing that kind of thing. And as you go and do missions, he's the one who kind of like, draws you towards one route and as you continue further into the game or the campaign he starts forming into a kind of like a big body and everything i think like thinking oh this is interesting because before he just had eyes then he suddenly had teeth and now he's got a slightly longer body and like thinking what's gonna happen when i kind of 
get my powers back, my memories, as he's suddenly going to be the thing that killed me in the first place. So I really don't have a clue at all, because I've only played about 10 hours of it, and I'd imagine the story will probably go on for a good 70, 80, maybe 100 hours, because some MMOs are there, a bit of a grind fest. But... You sure he didn't die the night before and he just got incredibly drunk and he's forgotten everything? That possibly could happen, or that black thing is probably the alcohol that's just coming out of the head. That's it, just him imagining things after being too drunk. Exactly. So, yeah. He's still drunk. <laughs> I could be very high on LSD. Someone spikes the drink even further. <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, uh, it's a really good game. Uh, the best thing about it, I'll just say very briefly, is the combat system. In a lot of MMOs, even in Final Fantasy fourteen, you cast a skill, you stand still, wait until it's done. Cast, stay still, get it done. It's pretty much that, isn't it? Unless you're a bard. Instead, he just keep running around in circles, just healing yeah. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, unless once until you reach a certain level, then you have you gotta stand still, like yeah. everyone else. So, well, there you go. So it it's not really fluid, and Guild Wars Two was one of the first fluid-like games for an MMO that I actually played. So you went into combat, you can literally cast and do other things quite nicely and it was constantly moving. There were a few things that you had to stand still but most of it was just constantly moving around. And then you had Terror Online which is very similar. It was only the spell casters which had to stay in one spot. But there was one of the game which was Age of Conan and what they did in that was you had combination, so similar to a fighting game. So if you did like, I don't know, down, up, left, and then A or B or whatever. So you did like a super uppercut or something similar like that. So what Black Desert has done is it's taken the Age of Conan or the fighting game mechanic, and they've also taken the fluid dynamics and they've just moulded it into just something absolutely stunning. It, you still have the grind fest and everything, but because the battle system is so good, it just makes it so much fun, and it just flies by really quickly, so I'm really happy about that. So, that's good yeah. to hear. Yeah, that's Black Desert Online. And, and you, guys hear, you guys heard it first, I was not the first person to mention Final Fantasy! Yes. Yes. <laughs> In fact, that is quite amazing, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah. So that game is actually out on well tomorrow, technically, if you've already bought the well, whatever tie package it is. Anyway, I got kind of the middle package, so I'll be playing it on Tuesday, and then the game doesn't release to Wednesday. So yeah, you probably won't see me for quite a while once that game comes out. Except for the podcast, okay. of course. Well, yeah, um, we're going to make you, make you yeah. um, be on this. Yeah. And uh, uh, the other game I have been playing is Layers of Fear. And uh, cool. that game is actually rather quite creepy. Like, very, very creepy. But when you start getting further into it, you actually start to lose the creepy factor because you kind of guess exactly what's going to happen around the next corner uh, for the first half of the game it's just like fantastic brilliant you got the idea of what you're supposed to do you start getting the story you think what's going to happen and then for the second half it's like okay I've done this this happened before and oh it's coming up to that point again and I think I know what's going to happen 10 seconds later when you do that particular thing oh yes exactly what I thought and it didn't scare me that time really really. I I don't want to spoil it which is why I'm not saying anything I'm just being very brief but 
it, it started amazingly. It just kind of went off a cliff at the end, I suppose, if you think about it. But I've actually heard there are multiple endings, depending on exactly how much you find, what you find out, some of the things you did, what you missed. And it it does have some replayability in that regard. But in terms of, like, if it was just one playthrough and you're just trying to do everything, it's just, yeah, it, it just falls flat at the last hurdle. But otherwise, it is a fantastic game and definitely one that should be played. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and, of course, with us this week, we've also got the amazing sound editor and editor of the words and to fix the podcast, uh, Kevin. Hey, Ben. Hey, Varsh. Hey. Hey, man. How have you been this week? I've been good. I've been good. How are you? Not too bad, thank you. Uh, have you been playing much this week? Not Apart from Roller Coaster Tycoon. Then definitely not much. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, most of my week was Roller Coaster Tycoon 1 and 2. Um, yeah, I also finally took the time to play Life is Strange, which I think you both played as well, isn't it? I've played it, yes. I've only played the first episode. Uh, you should get the rest as fast as you can. I played the game in two goes because I started a little late on the day, so I couldn't finish the fifth chapter the same day. So I did four in one day, and then the last chapter the next day. All the feels! <laughs> it's a really good game. I really enjoyed it. Very good story. Very fun. It was nice to platinum as well. Not that difficult. So, of course, I've got the platinum. Was it, the only thing that I was a little annoyed by sometimes were the mouth movements. They kind of felt a little bit off at some points, but all in all, the game was—I I would say it's a solid eight out of ten. And this is not my review. <laughs> <laughs> Secret Kevin review. You heard it here, folks. For the first. Kevin's first review for PlayStation <laughs> Universe. It just had a number. Yeah, it's an 8 out of 10. <laughs> the end. Shortest review ever. Needs. Uh, I remember that IGM review of Pokemon where they said needs more water and gave it 8 out of 10. <laughs> Seriously, is that what they did? That? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, That's... I think it was uh, Pokemon uh, Ruby. I think Ruby, yeah. Oh no, too much water. That was it. Too much water. Yeah. Oh, they should have had two little gemstones. <laughs> too too many Pokemon. Well, that's actually valid these days. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, besides Life is Strange, I played a little more of Unravel. You know, the game sees does not, you know, the game just doesn't stop amaze you. So still a brilliant game. It looks easy. But if you go for Platinum, it's an annoying trophy that says you cannot die throughout any of the levels. Which means you have to play each level without dying. Doesn't matter what order, of course, but it's still a pain in the ass to get that trophy. But all in all, the game's brilliant as well. So, worth playing over and over and over and over again. And that was my immense list of games that I've played this week. What have you played, Ben? Well... Well, I haven't had paper pain. I think I've been playing Fantasy Fourteen <laughs> with the new patch this week. <laughs> new patch this week, so new dungeons, new trials, new raids. Uh, uh, the new mentor system means you can be a senpai, and then you get a little crown next to your head if you if you've done enough things to become a senpai. Um, so I've been doing the senpai roulette every day. Well, every every few hours, in fact. Um, and I've been playing Smite on PS4 as well. Oh yeah, I've played that as well. I completely forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had the chance because I've been trying to get the foul play review out. <laughs> but um, I, I definitely will. It, is it timed that? Uh, uh, yeah, it's the alpha's timed. So I don't know how long for. And then the beta's early March and then it's out end of March, I'm guessing. Okay, so I'm going to have to hurry up then. 
I can't help but feel that it plays so weird on PlayStation. I haven't played it on PC, but I'm used to, for instance, League of Legends on PC. And when I then play Smite, which is basically also a MOBA, it's kind of weird how it runs on PlayStation 4, as in the controls. I, I, I felt, at least, that it was weird. I don't know about you, Ben. No, but... I, I find it's pretty good. Yeah, I just don't... I don't know, I guess I'm used to the sort of top view kind of feeling. Well, whereas... Smite isn't top view on PC either. No, I don't know how it is on PC, so... I it's can't the same, come it's the same sort of yeah, camera. It's, it's a third-person MOBA. Yeah, so are you also on PC locked in that sor- sort of, what is it, circle that you can move on the line in front of you? Uh, no, because you're able yeah. to use the mouse to... Yeah, yeah. see, that's, that's what I mean. As stupid as it is, but that's what it's. It's mostly, you know, my point where I'm like, the hell is this? Because I'm not used to that at all. But I guess that's just a console adaptation of it. So I can kind of understand what it is. I just have a really bad time getting used to it. But all in all, it plays all right. I'm shit at it, but it plays all right. I'm so... gonna buy the God Pack as soon as it goes on sale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to buy it for PlayStation. What, do you have it for PC? I don't have it on PC, no. Okay, I was no, going to say. It's free on PC anyway, so it'll probably be free on the PlayStation as well, won't it? Uh, yeah, but there's that God <clears throat> pack which unlocks everything for 20 quid. Yep. Yeah, but yeah, the game will be free. I kind of expect that. If it's free yeah. to play on PC, it would be ridiculous if yeah. it's like 20 euros on PlayStation 4. So, but I, do, I was gonna say, if you're ever gonna play it, do recommend the God Pack because it unlocks every god in the game, and then any gods they add as DLC also get added for free. Hmm. So. It's, well, I, I still won't buy it probably. So. Yeah, but I'm just saying if you do get into it. <laughs> yeah, also, maybe best to buy on PC because that way, if you buy on PC, you can then transfer the privilege to PS4, and then your PS4 and PC both have the God privilege. Without paying double. Well, paint double. Ooh, now that's interesting. But the PS4 version is a founder's pack, so it gets a couple extra skins. So it depends on if you care about the skins. <laughs> well, anyway, we, enough promoting Smite. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been playing one of the greatest games ever made. Well, I started it. I haven't actually played much of it yet. Final what, Fantasy? you mean it's not Final Fantasy XIV? <laughs> no, no. Wow. Pokemon Yellow. Ah, the one with Pikachu. Yeah, the uh, 3DS Virtual Console came out uh, came out today. My well, first Pokemon night. game ever. Yeah. Loved they also it. announced that um, Pokemon Red, Blue, and Yellow will support the Pokemon Bank, and you'll be able to transfer your Pokemon over to Pokemon Moon and Sun when it comes out end of the year. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. The, but oh, you it's... have to admit, it's quite disappointing for the 20th anniversary to have, like, you know, let's just give them two new games, just like you've done the past years well, this year they've given us um red and blue yellow remake well report yeah but uh, the pokemon cards uh, they're reprinting the original set as a generations booster pack uh, every month they're giving away mythical pokemon for events but and why then you've got not... the new games yeah. And then you've got the clothing line, and then you've got the new plush toys, and then you've yeah, got the but... new <laughs> generation toys. Most toy people set. won't really bother with the clothing line, for instance, right? And then you have the Pokemon-sized mobile Gundam in a diver. <laughs> <laughs> you know it's going to come. <laughs> now, the only thing I just wish is that, you know, if it's the 20th anniversary, why not a limited retail edition of Red, Blue, Yellow? Japan only. Of oh, that! Ah! Oh. They uh, re reboxed red, blue, yellow in Japan, and it comes with a free map. And it the games come in, the codes come in like little Game Boy cases. Are you serious? Yeah. Do they have English as well on, on as language? No, it's yeah, and it only works on a Japanese 3DS. The, oh. Hang on, so they've actually region locked it. That's but ridiculous. 3DS is always region locked. Well, I've never owned a 3DS, but... Um... Yeah, I, I do own one, but see, if they would have done that in in, in English as well, why not? I would have I'd... loved to have that oh, as I a would collector. Have. See, now I'm I'm forced to Ooh. probably buy it in Japanese and get Wait. it in English as well. 
Are they doing an Asian version? No. Oh, okay. Well, that kind of rolls your elf. Well, that I know of anyway. Yeah, they're already out, so. Yes, you know, I have to go red, blue, and find green, them. and yellow. Sorry, not red, blue, and yellow in Japan. Red, blue, green, and yellow. Green. Green was the original. But basically, what had happened was when Pokemon first came out in Japan, it was Pokemon Red and Green. And then they made a blue version with improved sprites, improved animations, and different Pokemon locations. And then when they translated it from English, from Japanese to English, they translated the Pokemon Blue version to English, and they turned they split the blue version in Japan into red and blue for us. <laughs> so red and green are the original yeah. versions in Japan, with the original sprites that are really bad. Yep, that's that's disappointing. It, it's odd, but the more you yeah. know. So yeah, that means I'll have to buy it in in Japanese for the collection, and then in English on 3DS store, I guess. So <laughs> how is your Japanese? Is it going well? <laughs> Mine? <laughs> I'm not even sure if it's Japanese, but the only thing I know is Konishiwa. <laughs> I don't need to know more. I'll just keep it at English. But for the collection, I'll, I'll, I'll just say this: Makarimashita. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't and mind we're going to move on, I think. <laughs> Before Vash takes over the Japanese podcast. <laughs> we just need Dane and Ernest in. We'll be fine. Okay. The next, po- the next, the next podcast. Yeah, the next podcast. We're going to skip the rest of this podcast and get to the next one now. Next topic will be the fact that Battlefield Five may be World War One based. Oh my god! It's going to be I, interesting. I, I'm, not, I'm not a huge fan of Battlefield anyway, so um, because I know someone who is a bit of a fan of Battlefield and likes the shooty shooty bang bang games, <laughs> we're going to go together. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing a World War One game appear, but I don't think Battlefield will do that actually, because if we look at the last Battlefield games, it's overloaded with vehicles, both on ground, on air, even in water. So I don't think we'll actually see a Battlefield 1, because there weren't many vehicles out at the time. Out. It sounds like they bought it as DLC. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think we'll see an actual World War 1. Well, Unless we it's will... made up one. I was going to say, you will actually be surprised the amount of vehicles that were actually in World War One because there were actually fighter planes, bombers, and tanks. Yeah, but if we look at, for instance, Battlefield 3, you have a tank, you have anti-air, you have jeeps, and then in the air you have jets, a normal helicopter, an attack helicopter. You have all these different types of vehicles where back then... It was more. We have one type of vehicle, a tank. You didn't Alternate have a tank. Universe, was... World War One. <laughs> <laughs> ben has said two. it on the podcast for the first time. Here you hear the future for Battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I actually wouldn't mind there being a World War One based uh, Battlefield. I mean, I'm not a huge Battlefield fan, but I did absolutely love. Battlefield 2 and 1942 when they first came out. Three onwards, I was just like, what? And I never got to play the mech version, or what was it? 2142, I think? Or 2182? I'm not sure, but uh, that was the futuristic one. That was actually, well, according to my brother who played it quite a lot, he thought it was actually really good. But. 1942 obviously is based on World War Two, so that actually had a lot of tanks and everything. But for World War One, it would be kind of interesting to actually go around in biplanes and uh, kind of like the original tanks, which didn't actually have top-mounted turrets. Uh, they were just basically slow-moving people carriers, I think the eventual ones. 
so that could actually work out. The only thing I think which wouldn't work very well was the fact that they didn't have any like movable artillery. They only had stationary artillery. They didn't have any anti-aircraft guns. It was just basically fighter pilots against fighter pilots. If there were bombers, it was just basically one or two drop bombs. They weren't like the cluster bombs like they had in World War Two. Uh, then, did they actually have blimps back then? I can't remember. But um, yeah, it, it, in terms of the actual gun state, it's just like a one shot, and then kind of wait, reload another shot there was no machine guns or anything like that so yeah you there was a reason why it was trench warfare i suppose i kind of think the same as you part of it would succeed but part of it wouldn't yeah because i think tactic wise it'd be brilliant because you wouldn't be able to run up the field like a madman, like, ah, I yeah. shoot you down. And no, you would you actually have one to... shot and you're dead. <laughs> yeah, and you missed the shot. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas if it's actually a, like World War One, you would have to actually work together as your team. And yeah. mostly your squad, where one has your ass, so you can run around to the next cover and stuff and try kill someone. And I think that aspect would be very interesting to have a tactical shooter that is more mainstream I guess but I don't think it'll actually happen well have you heard of Ferdin? obviously it's based on the war in Ferdin. I have not but um, yeah there's a game called Ferdin which is actually coming out which is actually based obviously on World War One. And they're using... Oh, it's actually pretty amazing. I don't know if they're actually bringing it to PlayStation 4. I think they mentioned they were going to. And the game looks absolutely sublime. And if you do actually want to check it out, it is on Steam and Early Access. But It's uh, Ferdin, right? For, uh, so it's V-E-R-D-U-N. Yeah, I just got the page up. It does look very good. I'm checking the screenshots now. That does look very good. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure they said it's coming to PlayStation. But I think they wanted to bring it out on PC first just to test it. But there's a very big following for that game at the moment. And if DICE were going to do a World War One game, and I think they actually said it was going to be coming out later this year, Battlefield Five. If they've been looking closely at Ferdin, then they really have to be doing something incredible because it looks like that game is going to be similar to a Battlefield-like game. I but guess... Tactical. I just kind of guess that, you know, since it's still a rumour, not an actual announcement or anything, I kind of feel like they probably... Someone probably misunder, you know, misunderstood them. And they probably meant it's going to be a World War game instead of World War One. I. I kind of see the miss happening there. So I don't really think it's going to be an actual World War One game. I'd rather see them mess up and go like Call of Duty into the future <laughs> with some ridiculous futuristic weapons that we don't really care about anymore because we're already tired of it. Yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> I just checked the Steam forums and one of the developers has actually said there are plans to port it once they have finished it on PC. So there you go. It will be coming to PlayStation 4. You heard it first on PlayStation Unchained. Or and ironically enough, <laughs> ironically enough, the first of the review says John Paul Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, well, that would be one to definitely look out for. I agree. Okay, uh, I think we've done enough battlefields. Um, well, there's, uh, there's big news this week that Resident Evil 4, 5 and 6 are being ported to the PS4. I know. 
shocking news. Resident Evil 4 is getting a port. Who would have ever thought that was ever going to be possible? I mean, sure, you can play it on your GameCube, your PS2, your Wii, your PC, your iOS, your Android, and your Steam Watch, and your potatoes, and your calculator. But who would have thought it would ever come out on PS4 and Xbox One? I would have never thought about it. Though, I do find the release schedule a bit, a bit weird, being the fact that you go 6, 5, 4. I think Capcom has forgotten how to count. But, but considering the Devil May Cry storyline is what? One, no, four, no, three, one, four, two, I think. Yeah, yeah, they didn't know how to count, (laughs) that's for sure. Yeah, so yeah, it's not surprising that Capcom have somehow got the the, uh, numbers wrong with the Resident Evil games. But to be fair, four is the best Resident Evil game, so it's understanding they're saving the best till last. I guess that they'll just (laughs) release them. In you know six, we don't have to do as much work as five, and then five is still yeah. more work than four, so we'll do four last. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you, you do realise that what you just said, saying four is the best. If Mike was here, he'd be get like, going, "No, no, you're wrong. Four, you're wrong." Five and six. <laughs> I guess that's Ben's privilege of being the host today. <laughs> it is. <laughs> Out of four, five, and six, four is the best. No, for me. I'm with Mike on this one. Two is the best. Definitely. Yeah, but that's not four, five, or six. No, you're very right. Out of those three, though, definitely yeah, four. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if I'm talking about the old school, it's it's between oh. three and two for me. Yeah, but I'm so glad that they're actually remaking two, so... Yeah. Finally. But... Anyway, so before we get in a heated argument about who's, which is the better <laughs> game, that's not uh, Operation Raccoon City... Um, we're going to talk about what game would we like to see ported on current generation consoles. Um, I know I'm going to change the switch up a bit. I'm going to go with Vast first. Which which game? You know the one I talked about earlier. In fact, there's t- there's two games. The first one is Black Desert Online because they've actually added in controller support and it works really really well. So. If you know what it's like with Final Fantasy fourteen, you know it can be nice, smooth, easy running and everything. Black Desert Online would work perfectly on a PlayStation 4. Probably won't look anywhere close as nice or anything like that, but... Yes, they need to bring that to consoles without question. And the other one, which has already been on two systems, is Battle Block Theatre. And it's a simple kind of cutesy platform game, but it's one of those games where you kind of, well, how do I put it? Piss off your friends. (laughs) So you're basically just trying to kill them when you're just trying to get through a level and everything. And it's just like, no, no, I'm going to complete level, you're not. And you're just trying to push each other off the map and stuff and kill each other it's just absolutely hilarious and you can make your own custom levels just to make it even worse so that you could actually have proper um battles and duels as well so yeah it it's such a good game so so funny it's just completely whimsical and yeah, it, it's just a shame that it hasn't actually come to PlayStation at all, and it really needs to. It just needs to be on every system ever. It really does. And Kevin, what about you? Will it be a port, or will it be a remaster? <laughs> you can go with both, being the fact that Resident Evil 4 is technically a port and a remaster. Alright, in that case, first of all, I'm going to go for my all-time favourite, uh, Bioshock 1. I really loved the game when it came out. It was brilliant. I was amazed by the trailer back then, when I still could be amazed by trailers. <laughs> and I wouldn't mind seeing that either, you know, being ported or remastered, or even remade for that matter. I really think that with today's graphics, that game would not cease to fail to disappoint people. And second on the list, I only just 
it only just popped in my mind. A, a while ago, we had Castle of Illusion remake. I would like to see World of Illusion remake. Isn't it that Mickey game? Yeah, the Castle of Illusion is with Mickey, but World of Illusion was with Mickey and Donald. And you uh-huh. could choose with who you, you wanted to play, or if you were with a friend, you could play it together. So I kind of feel like it would be really nice to see that pop up again, because that's just just like Castle of Illusion. It's like that classic game that you remember playing, and it was fun. I really liked it, played a lot. So it would be nice to see a remaster of that. And those are the only two that actually sprung to mind that I think are worthy, in my opinion, of you know being on current generation. By the way, about your Bioshock thing, um, there was currently recently a listing on Brazilian rating board for a, a Bioshock collection for PS3, 360, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Yeah, I did see that, but then again, somewhere in December, no, not even in December, even somewhere, you know, close to the end of the year, there was also something similar popping up of a Bioshock collection coming out. So the problem is none of it actually says if it's just going to be a port or if it's going to be a remaster. So I would, I'm I would expect kind of hoping, port, but was slightly better. I kind of think. Bioshock 1 and 2 might be remastered, and then Bioshock 3 is just cleaned up, since that's the most recent game and it doesn't need that much cleaning up. So I'm hoping at least the first one will be remastered, but I'm afraid that really won't happen. Okay. But the company doesn't exist anymore, so... Yeah, that's, that's another thing why I'm curious about it, because, you know... They still said that Bioshock is a very uh, important series, but that means there's still future for the series. So Just without Kevin Levine. Yeah, Ken Levine, not Kevin Levine. Oh yeah, well, <laughs> but, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, Kevin, wait, what? I didn't do anything. <laughs> no, I just hope that if Bioshock has a future that they don't mess it up, that's what I'm most afraid of. But in theory, I just hope that if it comes to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, because I don't really think there'll be a new PC version as well. Oh, did you say there was going to be one, Ben? Yeah, I'm sure it was in the ratings board that it was PC as well. Well, nonetheless, the company that ported Uncharted and Last of Us, what's it called again? Blue Points. Yeah, Bluepoint. I was going to say Bluestacks, but that's Android software. <laughs> so if Bluepoint does it for PlayStation, I definitely see that it can be a really nice port, considering what they did with Uncharted and The Last of Us. And, and Gravity Rush. Yeah, they and did Gravity an amazing Rush. Job on that. <laughs> Most likely they did more of those. So I'd probably think they did um, Beyond Two Souls as well and Heavy Rain, isn't it? I don't know. Um, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not sure. so. Yeah, I think Stephen knows. See someone who's just been playing them. Nonetheless, I do hope that if Blue Point does it, that we get a solid result. Yeah. Okay. Is that it? That's yeah. That's okay. my list. Well, you know what? I'm. I to be honest, I. Don't really. There's many. Most of the games I want have been ported over already, um, but it's been ported to PC recently, and I would love to see a port. Uh, I mean, it's been ported to Android and I think Steam at last. But I'd love to see Farmity Nine on PS4. Oh yes, of course, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, because it's already on PC and, P- and Android and iOS, so it'd be nice if they just, you know. Poured it over. Maybe at E3, maybe it'll be announced. Is it actually on PC now? I, I don't know. I know it's on Android. We're whipping 8 gigabyte storage requirement. Oh, yeah, because it was on four discs, I believe. Uh, yeah. But it's CDs, so. <laughs> you can't have. The CDs can't store 8 gigs. Well, don't think they can anyway. Ah, oh, here we go. Final Fantasy 9 on Steam. La 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 la. 
Anyway, those are my ideas for the ports that I would like. Um, So we're going to go straight to reviews, I think. Uh, We're going to start with the Escapist review. The Escapist Walking Dead review by... Oh, look at that, Neil Bolt. And he's not here today. Yeah, he's not here today. Just scrolling down. Abuse yourself while I scroll down. With those keyboards. Okay, the final word, the escapes walking dead. Devantley tries to subvert the established formula of the original versions of the escapist. He ends up slightly confused and led to Robert Kirkman's post-apocalyptic comic book series instead. Ah, we're getting some keyboards. Uh, Neil gave it a 6.0 out of 10. He liked the pixelated versions of comic book scenes, characters and locations, brave attempts to change the escapist formula, and decent fan service for the walking dead. He disliked a little simplified compared to original, struggles to find identity, and too reliant on combat. You know what? I thought this was already out. I thought this was out last year because it was at Eurogamer Expo like September last year. I thought, yeah, I thought this would be already out by now. That's just me. I'm not a fan of The Walking Dead, and I'm not a huge fan of The Escapist, so this is like not the game for me. Any, any Anybody interested in The Escapist, Walking Dead? Kevin? Aaron? Um, not really. I mean, I I did actually have a look at the is it Machione Walking Dead one? Machione. Oh, Machione. Yeah, that's. Yeah. Um. Yeah. To be honest, no, I'm not actually interested in it. I actually want a continuation to the actual season three of Walking Dead by Telltale. I- I'll carry the Machione thing in a second. Yeah, I don't think they should have done that at all. But yeah. Beggars can't be choosers, I suppose. Unless it comes to Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> okay, and Kevin, what do you think of the Escapist Walking Dead? I'm not really a Walking Dead fan, nor of the series, nor of the games in general. The only game I did like was the first season of Walking Dead. But after... Can we spoil something? The game's been out for a while. Yeah, I think we can spoil season one. All right. So at the end, when Lee dies... Spoilers up, I can't spoil it! Ah! <laughs> well, I think end... after we kind of mentioned it earlier, I think they probably could have muted it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I just had an internal rage because, you know, you finally got quite attached to the character and they're like, you know what? Nah. Nah, we don't need him. Let's just, let's just go ahead with someone else. And that kind of put me off. I got the second season both via PlayStation Plus on PlayStation 4 and on my Vita retail copy, but I just couldn't be bothered playing it. So (gasps) I just couldn't. I was just not interested in it anymore. I tried it, but it didn't feel like it was, you know, attracting me enough to play play more. So if you play season two, you'll understand why... Lee was killed off, basically. Yeah, I'm still trying to build off to build up the intention to actually play it. <laughs> so sometime it will actually happen. But yeah, the only really I only really liked season one. Yeah. I don't I'm, really I'm care for the other Walking Dead games. Yeah, I'll I'll just say this really briefly is that the game is based around um of oh, what's the name again? The little kid. Clementine. Yeah, Clementine. Yeah, it's based around her, basically. Guys, I haven't played the games, and I remembered it. I do know the second season is with Clementine. (laughs) I played like a few minutes. I just couldn't really feel the need to continue. It was a proper tearjerker. The second one, even more so than the first one. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'll try playing it it sometime soon. I'll try playing it uh, sometime soon. Okay, we'll go to The Walking Dead. Um, the name I can't really say properly. Michonne? Michonne. I think it's Michonne? just Michonne. Okay, this was done by Neil Bolt. As obviously, he isn't here because he's too busy writing reviews. Uh, In Too Deep suffers greatly from an over-familiar with both the post-ecliptic world and Telltale's own formula. It's not for Michelle herself. The, the, this would be a truly disastrous start to the latest entry in this partnership. He liked Michelle. The opening credit sequence is great. Those are definitely the most 
worst likes I have ever read in my life. Uh, a dislike, the lazy spoiling cast, the poor story, and every familiar tone. Oh. You get a five out of ten. Telltale Games, you're milking that cow too much. It's finally dry. Stop making games. Take a break. Come back in three or four years' time. Then do whatever you were doing beforehand because I'm sure by then you'll be able to fix your engine. Even hell, make a new engine. I, I know that's pushing the boat right there. And I'm crazy with ideas, but make a new engine. Maybe you'll make it better. <laughs> take take a break. Just just chill. We like your games. You make good games. You just make too many of them. <laughs> that's yeah. just my opinion anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I I do actually have to kind of agree with that. Before when they were just making like a few, even up to the Wolf Among Us, they weren't kind of making loads, but suddenly it's like Borderlands came out and Mashoni, Minecraft, uh they've got another DC comic one coming out and it's They've like, got a Marvel one as well, and then they've got their own IP. Yeah, so I'm like thinking you've got you the studio's really small just so you know tt games but how on earth are they i mean there's no reason oh, there's a huge reason why the episodes are actually coming out or taking much longer than usual it's because they've got too much on their plate now they need to just yeah not... i'm not trying to be mean i'm just saying take a little break do something Agreed. unique because i'm sure your developers and artists and all that lot are getting sick of doing the same thing over and over again and would like to just have some freedom yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with that. So you know, just chill it for a minute, and then come back. We'll, we'll come. We'll, we'll promise to buy the next game if you just take a break. Honest. <laughs> Wait, you're not. <laughs> or, what, no one's not going to buy them. <laughs> they could just, you know, listen to what the fans want because we already have the Walking Dead Telltale game. So why make another one? Could be advertisement for the main series. Yeah, but I don't know. I mean, it'd be nice to see them actually asking the public and their fans, like, so we want to make another game, this time very much improved and very story-driven and everything, etc., etc. What game would you like to see and why? So what you're telling me is they got to hire David Cage. Needs more emotion. Motion. Oh no, there's plenty of emotion in The Walking Dead. Oh, hang on, no, sorry. Well, yes, in the first two seasons of Walking Dead, I'm not counting Michonne or Michonne or however it's spelled or pronounced or something. Um, yeah, they get plenty of emotion and everything. They've got great, talented writers and everything. But I think you're right, Ben. They need a break. They need yeah. to, or at yeah. least cut down on the amount of games they're trying to make. Even if they even if they don't take a break, like I said, just have two games a year, maybe, yep. not a dozen, or just one game a year and finish well, that, it before be you nice. start another one. It won't be sustainable if they just did one or two yeah. games a year. But plus, you don't want them to go cold turkey. If they only if they do more than less than two, they might go crazy. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but if let's, they can let's make stop. a game more. Let's stop insulting Telltale Games and go to our next game <laughs> before we get into complete trouble by everyone who make who, who you know the owners of PSU might get you know all that Ben he he sure insulted that Telltale Games company Ooh, let's fire him anyway let's go to the next game uh, Planets vs Zombie Garden Warfare 2 by Timothy Noons by the way I don't know about anyone else but I really miss Tim feels like ages since we chatted. We love you, Tim. We miss Where you. Was he on the podcast last? Uh, I don't know. It feels like forever. Feels like forever. Anyway, his final word was Plants vs. Zombies Garden Warfare 2 has the potential to be a sleeper hit and the multiplayer is a major focal point and the classes have a lot of verity and complexity ready for every level player. Uh, he liked the perfect ease of access, the complex yet simple classes, the fully realised multiplayer. He decided the complex classes become bottlenecked and becomes repetitive quickly. 8 out of 10. I played The Last Garden Warfare. I loved it. I'm looking forward to number 2. Um, Vash. I've never played any of them. 
so I honestly can't comment. It never really kind of appealed to me anyway, so yeah. Uh, Kevin, Sorry. you like some multiplayer shooty bang bang shooty shoot gangs? Have you ever played Planeswalker Zombies? I have, actually. Uh, the first Garden Warfare, I played it with a friend, and it was ridiculously fun. If you look at it for the first time, you kind of have the feeling that it's quite childish. But when you actually get into it, it's quite fun. Simple, yet very fun. And I'm actually curious about this one as well, because I had the first one on PC, and I'm thinking about getting this one for PlayStation 4. Um... Remember, if you, uh, the problem is if you buy on PC, I don't know if it will transfer over but on PC to PS4, but if you buy the PC version of number two after playing number one, all the unlockables from number one will transfer to number two. Yeah, but... I don't know if it transfers over by account or if, if it's only by co- the actual hardware you purchase it on. Well, I'll, I'll still go for PlayStation 4 probably. There's more people currently yeah. playing on my friends list on PlayStation 4 than on PC, so... Though it does have a new single-player campaign, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it'd be nice to do that in co-op with a friend and stuff. Uh, I, if I had the money, I would be buying it, but the division is, like, next week, so... I gotta oh, hold well, that money in. Fast. Yes, early Mar- it's early March, so... Yeah. Um, so I think I think we're going to wrap the podcast up. It's been a little. We've tried to make it a little shorter this week than because there's less of us, and otherwise we'll just be rambling on and on about Final Fantasy XIV and other things. <laughs> um, so well, we don't really need to do how to contact us, really, do we? Okay. So, but 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 we'll do any shout-outs. Uh, Kevin, have you got any shout-outs? No, I have not actually. <laughs> wow, so exciting. And Vash, have you got any shout-outs? Well, I want to shout-out to Able Gamers, because we're going to be doing a special next week. Way Able Gamers, one of the best charities out there. Indeed. So we'll be doing um, full charity for them, of course. We'll be doing, a, well, as much of a 24-hour podcast as possible on Saturday and Sunday, and we'll be also doing competitions joined out so you could actually win some stuff so yeah and definitely i'll be streaming Final Fantasy 14 indeed you will be <laughs> so yeah definitely uh yeah tune in to actually catch us we'll definitely give you well we're not sure which uh, t- uh twitch channel will actually be on but as soon as we find out then um we'll definitely mention it beforehand okay we'll probably be on our twitch probably um ago that they get right uh the ijol possibly uh, it depends if they give okay. us the um able gamers twitch channel as well so i okay. need to contact them about that no problem anyway uh, i'll do my shouts now i want to do a shout out to emmy uh ellie buttons uh, one of the best five fantasy streamers out there um uh street uh, a shout out to evolved male again remember to watch this i haven't seen his stream for ages i need to catch him up sometime and of course to the wonderful amazing people at phoenix down radio who i know actually listen to this podcast they might be listening with their ears right now um but you better keep it because i know uh, klaus uh, watches it listens to this while he's on the road so make sure you keep your eyes on the road while you're listening with your ears um um so yeah, I'd always recommend checking out phoenixdownradio.com and checking them out on Twitch and following them on Twitter. Um, they've given us a shout out in previous episodes as well, which is nice. And I'm going to appear as a guest, maybe, kind of, possibly, maybe in the future, on their show. So Super. thank God for Phoenix Down Radio, and thank God 